All right, welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I'm your Game Master Porter, and our players tonight are Aaron and Tiffany. Uh, how about we do a quick introduction of your characters? Tiffany, how about you go ahead and introduce Mira real fast? I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Her trouble is stop selling, and her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs, and she has this growing discomfort where she misses her grove so terribly. And her two items of gear are the winter court dagger and a very broken, um, non-functional staff of four seasons. Awesome. And Aaron, introduce us to Eleanor. I'm Aaron, and I play Eleanor, and she is a glamorous, infiltrating hunter-sorceress. Her trouble is venom in my veins. Other aspects include fantastical facades, Westergaard family business, lady on a mission, and then her gear aspect is a vampiric dagger. Fabulous. So last time was kind of a fun change of pace, and uh, Tiffany, I think you are in the best position to do a quick recap for us of what happened last time. So we have a couple of days to kill in waiting for Vera to come back with word from the God King of whether or not he's going to um, let our, our um, ambassador out so that we can contact the Oasis. And so we're just kicking it in the big city to making contacts, gathering intel, uh, seeking out resources, seeing what we can do and learn um, while we have this kind of open time in the biggest city that we visited thus far. So um, we have we met a knoll, a female knoll, who is a spice trader named Talota. And she told us all about Per Anu, where there, you know, what kind of resources and connections we might find there. And um, the key piece of information we found from her is that the city itself is really hard to find if you're not connected to the undead. And so the people who tend to find this place easily are, you know, murderers and people who have direct connection with death. And then also, um, you know, necromancers, but also the um, priests um, who worship the god of the dead um, and uh, people who kind of buy into that whole aspect of the the, um, the spirituality of the dead um, including the embalmers guild and there also is a whole race of Durakul which are intelligent ghouls and uh, we have not met any of them but they're out there which is very interesting um, we were also put, uh, made aware of the water wizards who are the folks, the magical folks who are responsible for managing the wards that keep the river from flooding the city. So we had contact with them later on. Um, but after trying to get in contact with somebody, we decided it was important. We are so you know, into the everlasting life and trying to live and Eleanor's trying to kick her vampire habit that we're really trying to hold <laughs> on to life that entering the city of the dead might prove some conflict. So um, we got in contact with a priest uh, named Mylar who uh, has a shrine that 
um, he basically shepherds those who are on their way um, to the other world itself. And he gave us all kinds of information about the God King there and uh, how the shadow realm is different from the underworld. They are not the same thing. Um, and the God King um, himself belongs to a guild of portal wizards, which is how he has access to the shadow realm in the first place. Um, so if you plan to stay alive or if you value your life, um, as he does, you have to get warded before you go into the city because otherwise you start to kind of lose yourself and drift more. Minor point of clarification. That was to enter the, enter the, the temple, the, uh, um, oh, yeah, the city, the city is, it's probably just a good, like idea being around the city <laughs> but in terms of like that but his his advice was specifically regarding entering the uh the the palace of of red of crimson pillars yes okay um really important thank you totally um so we got a lot of really great information from him about what it would take to get there and to get into the inner sanctum of the of um of the temple so that we would be able to meet with um, with the God King there. Um, and then later after visiting the water wizards, um, we talked with Tomlin, who was one of these water wizards, um, who was in charge of the sort of runic enchantments of these, um, levee walls, I guess. And, um, he took a liking to Mira and kind of dug her earth magic and, um, asked her out on a date. Sure to did. Which she, to which she said yes, and they kind of had their magical, um, magical meetings and talked about, um, you know, what it means to be a magical being in this world and kind of how he's applied his magic to his life in the city. And and uh, Mira was really inspired by how that was so similar and yet so contrasting to how she's applied her magic uh, in the Oasis, and it made her really question a lot of things. Um, about what is a life, what is a life lived and what does it mean to live? Does it mean to live as long as you possibly can and bequeath everlasting life to others and just stretch it out and party all day long as long as you can? Or does it mean to, you know, live fast and bright and, and, you know, relish this mortal coil as long as you're on it and, you know, savor every day, short as they may be. So, um, I don't know, a lot of good questions and, uh, she got that second date. She sure so we'll does. See. So let's go ahead and pick up the next <laughs> morning. So you got home and Eleanor was a, was a, asleep and you went to bed. And the next morning, uh, the two of you wake up. We can pick up any. The next day is pretty much a free day for the two of you. So if uh, we can let the two of you catch up on the night on the the date night. And also, you're, you're free to use the day to do any sort of errands or anything like that that you might want. And then you have a date, Mira, later this evening and or uh, later today. And then we'll – so that's kind of what the outlook of the day looks like. So when we pick up, how – where do you want the two – where do the two of you want your interaction to begin? Well, I think that Eleanor definitely wants to uh, hear how the date went. This is very out of character for Mira. She's never known Mira <laughs> to have gone on any dates in, I mean, how long has she known her? About 50 years now? Mm -hmm. 
quite a long time. I mean, she doesn't, I mean, she's not all dust and cobwebs. Like, you know, she has her flings and stuff, but in terms of sort of like formal courtship, like <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since she's been treated like a lady. Um, so, um, yeah, I feel like we gab over breakfast and, uh, I've caught her up sort of, I mean, there really isn't anything to kiss and tell because it was all just kind of like, you know, pretty, pretty tame, magical kind of magic users chat and shop with, you know, keen interest in the other. But Mira so. definitely seems more excited than Eleanor has seen her. That's there's, true. there's a little spark, a little mm-hmm. spring in her step. Oh, Yes. Are there any specific questions that that uh, Eleanor wants to like dig in with Mira on to like probe deeper or anything like that, or, um, or do we just assume, or do we just assume a general recap? I think just assume a general recap. I mean, Eleanor, you know, wanted to know did mm. did she think he was cute? Did she like him? Was he nice? Was he a gentleman? Yes, yes, and extremely, or extremely yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> So as long as, yeah, as long as he was good, uh, All right, cool. you know, nice to her, then I think we're good. All right. So, um, so you, uh, what, what, what would the two of you like to do with the day between now and your picnic date later this early evening? I, I think Eleanor has, so I, I feel good with the intel that we got for getting to Paranew. Okay. Um, I think we should probably visit the Embalmers Guild at some point, and it would be nice if we could find out something more about Zobek and the Shadow Fae. I don't feel like we know a ton yes. about them, and I feel like that is probably going to turn into a bigger problem for us. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are um, the two things I'd like to do. Yeah, and then maybe as like a sub sub objective or just kind of back burner thing mm. um we should see about or ask questions about um getting some kind of ward or like um mylar had the amulet some kind of like ward of protection because ultimately we're gonna need one to get there um we don't need to do that today but like in our sort of exploration of our contacts today if it seems like we might meet someone who either has connections to or is capable of um offering up those kind of protections whether it's warding something we already have or mm-hmm. um you know an item of protection that would offer that same um you know that same um you know arcane protection that we need um then that would be just something to kind of keep aware of that we could take advantage of if you come across it. Cool. So I think we're going to head out to the Embalmers Guild first then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, it takes, it's not that hard to kind of get a lead on them. Most, it takes a a bit of time. It takes a while to sort of, because everyone, everyone in, in Nuria is aware of the Embalmers Guild, but like they're, enough of an exclusive group that it takes some asking around in order to get enough, you know, point to point connections that eventually you end up at the right place. And you are, uh, you are actually, 
uh, standing in front of the Embalmer's Guild Hall, which looks an awful lot like a temple. As you started, as you asked around the city um, and you were getting kind of directed from here to there, there's a lot of overlap between the Embalmer's Guild and the Church of Anuakma. The difference is that the Embalmer's Guild is a, ultimately is really a sort of commercial or trade enterprise of, you know, they have a service that they provide, but pretty much everyone in the Embalmer's Guild is a devotee of Aniwakma. It kind of goes with the territory. So there's a lot of overlap there, but they're not priests. They're not holy men. Um, but they are all, most of them at least, are worshippers of Anuakma. And if they're not worshippers of Anuakma, they're worshippers of something quite a bit darker that they probably wouldn't con uh, uh, admit to in public. Because um, there are there are much darker gods of of death in the afterlife out there in the in the world of Midgard, but um, people don't generally admit to those in polite society. So, uh, but there is a lot of interchange between, so you, as you were asking around, you ended up kind of shuttling back and forth between a lot of different, um, kind of shrines and connections and, and, uh, so-and-so knows so-and-so. And eventually you have made your way, you know, um, it takes most, pretty much most of your morning to do that, but you eventually make your way to, um, the Embalmer's Guild Hall. And so you're now standing in front of it. And it looks an awful lot like a temple very much in, in keeping with the other, with uh, actual temples to Anuakma that you've seen in town. So it has a lot of the same motifs and architectural style, which is very, um, steep spires coming out of, uh, out of, um, uh, thin towers with the, um, onions on top that, but then all of them have very, very, uh, pokey spires going up from there. And it's a lot of um, dark cast iron being used. Mm. And then all of the, like, any sort of bas-reliefs or anything like that are usually, um, there's a lot of hyenas. There's a lot of, um, Anuakma usually appears as a, as a humanoid with a hyena, uh, or a, sorry, jackal, not a hyena, a jackal head. So you see similar motifs frequently throughout the, uh, around the building. Cool. I so, think we just kind of, yeah. we're in the front and we just kind of start walking up the steps to go inside. So inside there is a, um, there's an o kind of an opening lobby and a, uh, a young lady steps up to you and she's in very crisp, clean, um, not white, but slightly, um, off-white sort of eggshell robes with a very rich kind of stole dra uh, or a mantle kind of draping over. She looks very official and very high class. And uh, she has um, she has very dark brown skin. Her head is shaved. She has rich red lips and her eyelashes are just incredible and her eyes are huge. And she she steps up to you, and her hands are clasped are uh, clasped in front of her. Um, you also notice that her belt is um, bright uh, is a is a bright gold with blue stones set in it, which matches the kind of styling of the mantle 
on her shoulders. Mm. And she steps forward to uh, greet you as you walk in. Welcome to the Embalmers Guild. Are you here to arrange a, uh, are you here to arrange a passing for a loved one? Uh, good morning. We are here uh, to seek an audience with someone who can give us a little more information um, regarding Perinu and the passage of the dead to that city. Oh. Oh, are are you looking to have are you looking to facilitate the embalming of someone in the in the great temple in Paranu? We are uh planning on a pilgrimage to Paranu. Oh. Oh, I see. So what what business do you have with the embalmers guild on that on that pilgrimage? Uh we would just like some information perhaps do you guys have a had anyone leaving to go to Paranu soon that we could possibly uh, tag along with? Oh, um, my, that's an, an interesting question. Um, so you're you're possibly looking to join the caravan transporting yes. to to Paranu? Yes. Hmm. You know, I am. I am not aware of uh, of any in particular, but give me a uh, give me a moment. I'll let me see what what we can do. So she steps away for a minute, and uh, a few minutes later, a um, a gentleman comes out with a um, with a much lighter uh, much lighter brown skin. He has a uh, hawkish nose and a chin strap beard kind of very tightly crisply uh groomed that runs along his chin and then he's very wearing very similar crisp off-white linen robes with the with the uh, gold and blue belt and mantle and very similar uniform as the young lady and uh he comes out so excuse me um hello i understand you are interested in perhaps accompanying a caravan on its way to from Nuria to Peranu. Is that correct? Yes. Hmm. Okay. And would you be looking to be a, in the employ of that caravan as as uh, as laborers or as bodyguards? Are you trying? Are you wanting to travel as a guest? Um. I sort of look at Mira. I, I believe we'd be traveling as guests. We we are simply looking for an an informed escort. We are hoping to travel to the city, and we know that uh, there's no greater hands or more familiar uh, travelers that we could accompany than yourselves. And we are hoping that um, should you require services in exchange we would certainly you know lend expertise where we are able but we are hoping that we could just accompany you on your next journey um and maybe learn a thing or two about the city itself before we arrive as we've never been ourselves mm, yes you are you are correct that, that this is certainly one of the better groups to travel with it's very rare for one of our convoys to be attacked um 
This is an unusual circumstance, but not one without precedent. Uh, it is something that we can facilitate uh, because of the safety and the luxury in which these caravans travel. Um, it is, of course, not something that we we do for free. I hope you understand. Of course, we wouldn't expect such um, respectable accompaniment on such a journey um, it, uh, for free. We we would, of course, offer um, offer our services in kind in exchange for um, in exchange for the uh, the accompaniment. Oh, so you're interested in the exchange of services? Now that's an interesting proposal. We don't typically do those things, but uh, he kind of glances at the two of you. You don't seem like typical folks from around here. Tell me what um, skills or uh, services might you be able to bring to such an such a trip that would be worth the supply and protection of our care of our convoy. So I take some like dried. So I'm like I'm all like inspired and feeling flashy after my date last night. It's like my my feathers a little ruffled (laughs) in a good way. Um, That uh, so I pick out some like in my little herb pouch. I take out some like dried herbs and teas and stuff, just like a a smattering of just like some dried leaves. And I like hold out my hand, and they like rejuvenate and they become like leaves. Like they're not like all dried and brown. Like they sort of of like rejuvenate into just like a pile of like green leafy life, you know, as if they were just mm. plucked. Okay. So. And um, then as she does that, mm-hmm. I hope you don't get upset, mm. but I take my, I would like to take my dagger out and do a fancy little knife trick and like sure. kind of cut her leaves down a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, that's what I know. We're like, a, we're like a two man show. We're like yeah, a duo. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a roll. That sounds like a bold roll to impress him. Um, this is not clever. <laughs> um, I would say one of you needs to make the roll, and the other can provide teamwork. What? What okay. is your bold? Uh, my bold is two. Okay, you, oh. you you do the roll. I will support. Okay. So you don't roll. You just give her a plus oh. one for teamwork. Okay. Wait, the enforcer has less bold than the. Uh... <laughs> I know it's because I put it into fast. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because Porter was having to do everything very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's easier. I guess it's easy for me to talk because I have like I'm all talk and I got no bluster. I mean, I'm all bluster and I've got no muscle behind it. Okay, I'm go. brutal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a plus one, so I am up to a three bold. All right. Ah, but with me. And then plus and one for teamwork. Trick. Yep. Is it a plus four? All right, so that will uh, that will do nicely. So he uh, kind of nods. Uh huh. Adventures it is. Uh, <laughs> very well. The trip is not without its dangers. There is no guarantee of your safety. You may die. If Our so, are we will supremely lowered by traveling with you. So we'll take any absolutely. risks on as we can. Let us make it clear that if we are attacked, your aid violently is expected. Do you agree to this? Absolutely, and willingly. Very well. 
Danger is Mira's middle name. He 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 looks at, he looks at Mira. Of the two of you, she is definitely the least likely to have danger. I know he, it was more of a joke. I know. But... He cocks a sophisticated eyebrow. I very much doubt that, but you're but you're welcome nonetheless. Our convoy leaves in one week, next Tuesday. Be here no later than noon. We leave promptly. What name shall I put down for the two of you? I am Mira Barkridge, and uh, this is Eleanor Westregard. And I'm sorry, I'm, I don't think we caught your name. What is your name? Milko. Milko it is. I, I, I lead, op I manage the operations here within the guild hall. So you'll be dealing with one of my compatriots, but if you mention my name when you get there, they'll understand. Your names will be on the roster. He's writing that down. Um, Mir Barkridge and Eleanor West. You're not from around here, are either of you? Hmm. Very well. Thank you very much. Is there anything else that I can assist you with today? You know, we could really use um, some help in finding... Amira, what was it again? I can't remember, but there were those... Ah, we need a ward. Hmm? Do you have any mages or arcane experts in your employ that would have any um, enchantment expertise in sort of the protection realm when it comes to to Perinu? Uh, possibly? Some... What are you trying to... Uh, what are you hoping to find? We need... We need to speak to the God King in the Great Temple in Perinu. <laughs> His eyes go so wide. And for the first time since he's come out, his composure breaks a little bit. Um, ex excuse me, what? Yes, uh, I mean, obviously you've gathered that we are adventurers, and we we are quite competent, and uh, we like danger, and we. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm. You shouldn't be surprised, but yes, we need to speak with the God King, and we need some pr protection from the undead that we know reside there. Ah. Hmm. So he looks. He, he ponders for a moment. Ah, uh, please understand that this is outside of the actual responsibilities of the Embalmers Guild. Thus, um, this referral carries no obligation or, or frankly, even weight. Um, however, he, he writes the name, he, he, he grabs a piece of paper and scribbles down a, a name, or scribbles down a bit of writing, hands it to you, Eleanor. This is the name of a gentleman who works with the Embalmers Guild regularly, but is uh, also, to my knowledge, to be a very 
competent enchanter. However, um, he's a he's a necromancer of some repute and uh, has many projects. I don't know if, frankly, getting on his calendar before we leave next week might be a challenge, but he is certainly capable of doing what you're describing. Ah, so, th thank you very much. We shall contact him. He is within the, uh, he is on the west side of the inner district. If you'll find his home there. So if you look at the piece of paper, his name is, um, just simply Malfo. You don't know if that's a first name or a last yep. name or it's what? Something. Malfo. Malfo. Like Asking after necromancers with a maybe, name like Malfoy. Maybe, maybe. Someone's like been reading Harry Potter to his three-year-old. Shush you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and there's also an address. Okay. So. So how he said west, the um, inner district, how far is that from where we are at present? Eh, a bit of a walk, but not, but, but accessible. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're inside the inner, the embalmers guild is inside the inner district. I'm assuming we're okay. probably going to see him on a different day because it, you said it took a while for us to get here and to get in and talk and, and Mira needs to get home and get all gussied up for her second date. I mean, we just walked over here first thing in the morning. It's hardly lunch. I think we could it, go. It up. is about lunchtime. Oh, okay. I would say you have you have your after. If we kind of say that that what you just did took up your morning, yeah, you have an afternoon. So sure. let's you go can get pull our, that off. Let, let's go get our special protection done. Yeah, I'd like to go at least talk to him, even if he's like, "Ooh, this is going to take you know magic of the new moon, which just doesn't come for another you know ten days." Then. You know, I at least want to talk to the guy who can write the spells, who can protect us from the dead. We need to get on the same page. Um, Mira, I think we need to decide this protection that we're trying to find. Uh, it seems pretty important. Uh, Perenu is sounding pretty intense. And, I mean, if we're going into that shadow realm, we have no idea. No idea at all what's going to happen. Um... What are we willing to trade for this protection? <laughs> and by that, are we willing to trade a fig for this protection? Well, my first inclination is I would be very curious what a necromancer would have any interest in a fig of eternal life. Yes. How that I mean, they're worth, a, they're, they're worth a lot of money. You know, just, I mean... Most true. necromancers <laughs> are trying to alone. extend their lives. Yeah. Kind of goes with the territory. Fair. Um, well, I mean, effectively what we would be trading if we were to use a fig in this manner in exchange for the protection that we need, we would be exchanging one of our multiple figs of eternal life in order to magically protect the lives that we currently have, which <laughs> to my mind are quite valuable indeed. So I think that would be a worthy trade. However, if he asks for all 11, 
No. No, 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 no. 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 Only one. You come up with like a hard number ahead of time. One. And then lowball and, you know, get into negotiation tactics if that's what it comes to. But if parting with a fig is the cost of protecting the lives that we walk in the door with and surviving any realm other than this one, frankly, including this one, I think that would be a price well paid. (laughs) All right. So we're agreed one fig. We will offer him. I, I I don't say starting bid at one thing. <laughs> we'll see what the ceiling ends up as. But oh no no I I think only one. Let's not let him know that we have any more than one. Okay. We only have one. But this brings up another point, Mira. I've been thinking. You are so good at growing things, and I've really seen. I've just really seen uh, you, you kind of perk up a bit and have a little more little more twinkle in your eyes since we've been in Nuria. You know, you've been around the green and I know that you've missed, you miss your grove and you miss all the trees and the life of home. We have figs. And don't those figs have seeds in them? They do. And have you what would happen if you took a seed and you tried to grow it? Well, as it stands, the the life-giving properties of the figs themselves is it comes from the the sort of life-giving potential of the seeds and the fruit itself. So anyone who came into a fig could either choose to eat one or grow an infinite number of themselves. So by their nature, one cannot just plant one of these figs in the ground. It would take a lot of concentration and magic focus. I'm not even sure I have the potential to undo it. I came into the everlasting life uh, fig tree as it was. It, I, I did not create the figs to be this way. I merely adopted the job as the caretaker. I'm not even sure if I had the ability to revive the effects of the seeds to reverse their potential. Do you see what I mean? That th- This may be above my pay grade, but the notion of what it would take to do so is an intriguing one. Yes. I think you, I I think it'd be a worthwhile experiment. I, I may do that. To, uh, to, I understand that slicing open a fig, you know, I, I don't know what will happen if it will still maintain its qualities, if it will still... You know, I, I don't know how perishable it is once you slice it open. But I think... I think that you should try. What what would happen if you are able... How many seeds are in one fig? I mean, it it can vary. I mean, there's a, there's a cluster. I mean, it's... Yeah, their figs have lots of yeah. seeds in them, but, like, they're not all going to take. Right, but... So you have a cluster... What happens if you get three or four sprouts? What if one of those turns into a sapling? What if you could make your own grove? Well, I would say this. The thing about 
roots is they have a tendency to stay in one place. Not that and pot. <laughs> <laughs> Potted fruit trees are notoriously finicky and very temperamental when it comes to bearing fruit. They don't they don't love captivity as any natural thing does. It it really thrives in its own natural environment, uh, feeding off the elements. And if I were to put a a tree of any creation of mine, certainly one as valuable with the magical potential as another fig tree, only one of which we know exists and it moves. It is the only way in existence that I'm aware of that a tree can move locations by being in the oasis, that if I were to choose a location for a tree as powerful as another fig tree, it would have to be a location I would have to guarantee beyond all shadow of a doubt would be protected from anyone who may want to take advantage of it or its caretakers or cause it harm or should it fall into the wrong hands we know we know the bounty that's on our heads simply by our association to having an unknown number of figs in our in our possession but imagine having access to a tree with an unlimited supply and capability to make as many figs as you like the security of that tree is in the oasis's temporary location. It's true. But Amira, I'm hearing an awful lot of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> wow, some radical candor coming from Eleanor here. You see, you're going to have to sprout it. And it's going to take a very long time. I know, I've tried to grow a peach tree and it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> And so to, I'm I offered to help you with that peach tree. You just, I offered to lend my assistance, and you said no. This is my hobby. This I is know. To I thought we'd hung out enough. I thought maybe some of it had, you know, rubbed off. But anyway, <laughs> you're going to have a sapling. It's going to take time. I'm sure it will be fine in a pot for a while. I just keep picturing baby Groot. <laughs> <laughs> is I just wanted to let you know that if we want to sacrifice, as we're talking about these figs and we're talking about how are we going to spend them, how are we going to use them, I think if we wanted to, you know, sacrifice one to science, to the druidic magic of yours and see what happens so that perhaps, maybe, I mean, I have all the confidence in the world that you can grow another tree. What if you just make lots of figs for us? What if we never have to go back to the oasis? What if we just have our own fig tree? I'll I'll tell you what. This is beyond any ambition that I ever had for my breadth of understanding of the figs. I I prided myself on being this steward of this this nature spirit that 
embod that is imbued in this tree that gives everlasting life itself. I I never thought myself so. I never had the hubris to consider that I could harness this power for myself. I only ever respected and facilitate its own growth and power. So to create another, I'm not even sure I'd be capable. I'm not even sure what power, if I was to grow anything from these seeds, I'm not even entirely sure what it would do. But if, if you are so encouraged by it and I, if I will make you this promise, I will take one of our precious figs and I will tinker. I will study, I will experiment and it will take time. I may not even have the understanding to do it. I may come up completely empty, but I will exhaust any resources I have available and I will see what may come of it. I will sacrifice one of our figs in the interest of science and we'll see where this potential leads. Excellent. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm willing to entertain the notion ah. that I may be able to do something with these figs beyond barter. What yes. that ends up being, I do not know. Okay. I am satisfied. All right. Interesting. Cool. So you, you follow the directions that you receive and you're able to make it to the, uh, to the, the house of Malfo. And it's in the inner district. It's a very nice looking, um, small, uh, townhouse. And when you knock on the door, a very, um, a very old and uh, matronly woman opens the door, looks you up, and what can I do for you? We're not expecting any visitors today. We would like an audience with Malfo. Yeah. He's, uh, he's busy. He's working on things. Could make you an appointment for tomorrow. We'd really like to see him today. We were sent by the Embalmers Guild. He's busy. What's worth interrupting his work? He gets very cranky when I interrupt his work. So I'm not so inclined to take such a risk. Unless it's worth it, if you know what I mean. Um, is there anything that we noticed about what she's doing? Is she a family member? Is she a... She, she seems like a house. Staff? She seems like a house staff, like a uh, yep. not a, a, a essentially a butler, housekeeper, caretaker. Um, I think I want to invoke our aspect. Sorry, let me look at it. Mm. Of excellent provisions. Mm. Um, so, so that's mo that's about like supplies and and uh, food and gear. Mm. That's not necessarily a uh, a a. Now, it's pretty clear she's looking for some kind of well bribe. Yeah, but it to... also looks like yeah. 
when when I wrote that down, it says we have wealth now because we got a bunch of wines that we were able to uh, unload. That you did. So mm-hmm. I think I could reach into my pocket and pull out. Are you walking around town with bottles of wine? No, no, no. We we unloaded <laughs> the bottles of wine. Yes. Like we sold them. Oh, Remember you told that's us that, right. that we could sell them, and sure. now we have wealth. Sure. Okay. Yes. And so I think we definitely have some a good chunk of change. You have change. We could pull out the equivalent to like a fifty. Sure. So would, uh, like, would that be like a silver or gold or? So tell you what, let's go ahead and let's just make a uh, let's make either a bold or a covert roll, and the difficulty will be only one. Mm, let's have Tiffany roll. She are you pulling gold. the gold out though, or are you the keeper of the purse, or is this? I mean, our our efforts are team efforts, no matter. They're what. team efforts right now. I'm sure we could make it worth your while. I'm sure forgiveness could be found for an interruption such as this. And I like slipper a coin. So which? So wait, what are you rolling bold, so or are you rolling? I'm, co- I'm rolling covert. bold because I'm blatantly bribing her because she's probably not going to tell. Oh, okay. Her that she got slipped the money because she's she's saying he's going to be pissed at me and I'm kind of trying to be like, okay, whether the bad mood, you're going to make money. Fair enough. Okay. Way to be blatant. Oh no, that's a bad face. No, no, that is uh, zero. That is a minus two on the dice and my bold is two, so I am at zero. Oh no. Okay, so that is not so good. Do you want to do anything? Well, about I'm aiding, like I did before. Uh, so it'll that's so why I said maybe cost you a little more. We're like so that's a tie because she's at a zero, right? So so so, so she so Tiffany just said, oh, it's probably going to cost a little more. So you know, maybe she slips her another little coin. So she, like, see, she's not enthused, and then just Eleanor just doubles down. Yeah. So um. On that regard, your wealth is uh, somewhat depleted. What? After two coins? We're not talking two coins. Stingy. Oh, uh, if it's not a comp, if it's not a cost, if it's not a inconvenience, then it doesn't actually cost count as success at a cost. So. Another option is that her cost could be come back. Yeah, I'll make room for you tomorrow, not today. We're leaving at noon. Tomorrow? First thing in the morning? I thought it was next Tuesday. It's next Tuesday. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, sure, we could come back tomorrow. Yeah, we don't Or wanna... you could, I'm open to another complication if you have one in mind. Is there something that... That your employer could, uh, that would maybe assuage his mood, that might smooth things over such an interruption as this may be? I realize that our visit is unannounced, but if we can offer anything that you think might liven his spirits, we'd be happy to oblige. She, uh, she, uh, sort of taps her chin for a moment. Hmm. You know, he hasn't seen a son in quite a while. And uh, you pick up the implication that a son is actually 
um, that the uh, the coinage of the realm, the very expensive coins, are actually marked with a with a sun emblem. Mm. He really, I keep telling him he should get out more to get some light, but he never listens to me. But you know, a sun might go over very nicely. So you have a choice. Your complication can either be I'm going. Okay. You can either be delay or greater cost. I'm going to take a copper and I'm going to glamour it to be a sun. Okay. So in that case, in order to make it not obviously magical and... I'll use a fade point. Is that where you're going Well, no, 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 no. Just just so you get to roll first. This is definitely in line with your with uh this sounds very covert because it's yes. very sneaky yes um it's totally in your wheelhouse you can totally yeah. can do this base level is typically two okay because uh then you have your meta magic that lets you do and you have subtle spell i don't yes you? i do so you you can do this as a free thing okay if you um Want it to last long enough for your discussion, you need to make this an extended spell. Okay. So I'm going to say you need to get a difficulty of three. Okay. If you fail this, then you're going to have to avoid a wild magic event. But... Ooh. Okay, let's do it. Roll the dice. I can be of no service to you. Nope, you are no help. Precisely zero. I see a negative one. On those dice. Negative one on the dice. Covert is two. Two. So I'm at a one. Your difficulty is three. And so if I use a fate point. That will be a tie. And is that success at a cost? That will be success at a cost. Okay, I'm going to re-roll with my fate point. Okay. Re-roll with your fate point. (laughs) High roller. Oh, the same exact same. Roll. Ooh. Can I use another fate point? So your first This is what okay, I do. So it is so the first time you I we didn't actually define which aspect you're using. I was assuming fab fabulous facades, because that's yes, kind of your go to fantastical facades. Um I feel like Yeah, you know, so you cannot invoke the same aspect twice. So in order to do it again. You absolutely can, but you can't use the same aspects twice. I'm a lady on a mission. So, how does that, uh, how does lady on a mission come about in the, uh... As I'm sitting there trying to glamour this mm-hmm. very covertly with okay. my fantastical facades, it's not working. It's not working. Mira's talking to her. It's not working. And so I'm like, damn it. This is gonna work. Because we need, we need to get in. We need to have this protection. And I don't want to come back. I've got other stuff to do. Do you want to re-roll or do you want to take the plus two and have a success at a cost? Ugh. I really just want to (laughs) re-roll. It's your call. It is entirely... I'm going to re-roll. Okay. Oh, We're living Jesus. Vegas oh, here. Oh, here we go. You better blow out oh, <laughs> Negative three. 
Okay. Oh, we are going to be barred from this place, and he's going to hex us on the way out. That's how um, bad this is. I oh, no. don't oh, think. Oh, no. I don't. Can we just forget the last 10 no. seconds? No. Magic, I'll just, I'll when just, you. Like, delete it as we edit it. When you. you... <laughs> When you use magic, something always happens. That is... That well, is... I'm thinking it just doesn't work. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. So... I've got one more fate point left. You do have one more fate what point left. What aspects Are there any do? other aspects? Send three... Wait, but we, we sleep, like, every night. We get, like, refreshed every night, right? <laughs> no. Not every night. Nope. <laughs> Not even every session, always. <laughs> oh no well okay I mean Mira burned stuff Mira burned stuff down last time it's, it's true fine. Mira did burn a market down <laughs> I, did. It's fine. I did but this is like accent so, we need this guy I know we do I'm sorry you might have to look elsewhere because uh, unless you have another clever idea of, or an aspect that makes sense, uh, this is going to end poorly. Beca okay, I'm going to invoke Thirsty, and I'm just going to, like, drain her. <gasps> I'm, just, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Oh my god. was <laughs> 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 flying off the handle. I'm not sure what she's capable of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so... Um, in all seriousness, um, th at this point you are uh, you are dealing with a true failure. Oh no! So um, I've never failed before in fate ever. It does happen <laughs> once in a while. I think I this, this is, is a like time. some teensy little bribe, and this is just I how know. it all goes. To so you, you what happens? Is, so you start glamoring the coin to look like a sun, which is the you know. <sighs> equivalent of perhaps platinum in other in other uh in other um campaigns so it's a really expensive high high caliber coin you hand her one of these rich sun coins or what looks like one and at first her eyes open wide but then as she takes it it actually um flickers and zips back and forth between its real copper, the sun that it's supposed to look like, and a chicken. <laughs> and it keeps like it, like like a tiny chicken? Uh like a half not not a full grown chicken, but like a bigger than a chicklet, but enough that like it freaks her out and she throws it and slams the door in your face. And you hear her squat, you hear squawking on the other side of the door. And it sounds bigger. You're not really sure what happened to that coin. How about well, we... that went well. You know, let's just give it a moment. Let's just give it a moment. We'll knock again. I'm not sure that this is a gatekeeper that we can get Past. We may want to. You come might back need to find another venue. How about I start looking around? Because I'm an infiltrating enforcer. I start looking around to see if there's any windows or any side doors or any ways that we can maybe just kind of go around back into the workshop. 
What do we already B and E to what, our so repertoire? You're case the house. Yeah, I'm uh, an infiltrator. You are indeed. Um, Usually by like diplomatic yeah. means. But you know, it, sure, if you want to spend some time uh, casing the joint. Well, I mean, like this takes I, time. I like look around. Like, what do I see? Is there are there any open windows? Are there any side doors? Like, what is there? Yeah, so it's gonna take some time. Like time to look to look beyond what's just in the front. I know what the so facade like, of like, the what, house. What do I see on the facade? So it is a uh, it is a townhome. There are uh, it is squished in between several others. You don't know how far back it goes. Would you like to investigate further? Yes. Okay, that's going to take time. Okay. okay. So Mira, <laughs> I want you to stand guard and. If something happens, what are you going to? We need like a signal. I'll whistle. Are you sure we want to add breaking and entering to our string of wanted crimes since our arrival here? But I think if we can just speak with this necromancer and just, I mean, if we, we're going to give him a fig. I mean, all we have to do is just flash it in front of him and I'm sure he'll help us. If we gain access, and this... When we gain access. Perhaps there is somebody we could talk to that knows him. Or we could wait till the person we scorned with an uninvited chicken leaves to run an errand. And we could make our way that way. I'm not entirely sure I want to break into the home of somebody I'm going to entrust with magical life protection powers. We're not going to break in. We're just going to say we got lost. In his house? (laughs) I think Mira's got a point. I'm going to case the house. So Eleanor goes off to case the house. (laughs) <laughs> um, so the key here is about not getting noticed trying to case okay. the house, so that uh, is covert. dice. We're not using the white ones again. Okay, no more white dice. All what right. do I need to do? Covert? Covert. Difficulty of two. Ooh, that is a three. Okay. That is a three. Okay. That's a success. It is. Pure success. Pure success on the dice. So... It takes it takes a, a little while because you have to like sneak around. You have to find access to the you're finding alleyways. You're figuring out which house from the backside is really his house. You're like peeking over fences. You're <laughs> after a little while, you are able to figure out that. Um, so from the uh, the the obvious element was that from the front there are some second story windows, but you would almost assuredly be seen doing anything from the front. Um, in the rear of the house, it is kind of squashed in between some others, but there's a very small, long, narrow, um, backyard in the, in the rear from the alley. And you could, you could easily get in, uh, over the fence. It would not be hard. You could, uh, and then from there, there's a back door. There are windows. You think you're pretty sure this place um doesn't have a basement based on what you can see of the foundation which means whatever space he's using has to be above ground so i'm not sure if he's on the ground level on the 
upper level. You can see some windows on an upper level. This this place has two floors. We probably want to go to the upper level because we don't want to interact with that lady. Okay, so I'm going to go back. I'm going Do to we get... have our carpet with us? Yes. Always. Sure. Could we? I mean, if this is how it's going to play out. Like, Mir's on board now. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> but I know that Eleanor is going to make a case, and I'm just curious if we have any chance other than scaling a wall I, and... Well, I was going to have you, like, window. grow some plants to climb up, but I'm all for a carpet as well. Well, because here's the thing, right, is that if we bust through an open window in some guy's house, a powerful magic user, a necromancer of all things, we're going to want to make enough of an entrance that he's like... I'm listening. That's a great point. That's very and I don't think scaling a you know a vine and climbing up <laughs> Rapunzel style is gonna gain us any favors. It's true. Okay, well, so I go back. I find Mira. Mira, I found some entrance ways. I need you to come bring the carpet. <sighs> this is not. This is not where I expected to. Make our first impressions, especially after the way things went in Pervastet. I was hoping we would have a bit more decorum with our new friends in the big city. However, here we are. Just think about how impressed he's going to be when we come flying in through his window on a magic carpet and then show him an everlasting fig. I, I can only hope because... If he's not initially impressed, or if we sense any manner of threat or danger, we are going to fly immediately out of that same window we came, and we are going to I agree. never turn again. I agree. Never turn around, and we are moving on. I agree. I, I agree to this, to these terms. One ounce of shenanigans, and we are out of there. <laughs> No do-overs, no smoothing over. We make our <laughs> offer, we ask our piece, and then we leave yes. without further negotiations. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> oh, this is not how I expected tonight to go. <laughs> All right. Cool. Sure. So uh, you are able to use the carpet to fly up to one of those back uh, backyard second-story windows. Um. They are tight enough that you, so, um, we're going to need a, a, uh, they are locked. However, you are an infiltrator. Mm -hmm. So you, it is in your potential to, is in your potential skill set to deal with a locked window without just breaking it. Um, right. Well, actually, let me say, if you want to just break no, a window, you just, certainly no. can. That's no, no, brutal. No, no, no. Um, I think I'd like to be clever and, Pick the lock. So picking the lock is either uh, is either generally going to be covert or focus. Well, focus is where you're being very precise and careful. That is not Eleanor. That's not Eleanor. It's really not. Um, and covert is when you're being sneaky and making sure that no one sees you getting in. Okay, so it's going to be covert. All right. Okay, going to be two. Uh, that's a two. I've got uh, zero on the dice and a plus two in covert. Okay, so you're able to get the uh, the window open. But this is going to be at a at a cost. 
my uh, proposed complication here is that you get in to the room and you suddenly hear someone about to come in and you need to hide very quickly before the same lady you just met downstairs actually comes into the room. She's just going to die. <gasps> what? No. what is happening to Eleanor? No, she's not gonna die. She's not gonna die. <laughs> I just kind of have this fallback where I'm like, if anyone gets in the way, like we're just gonna use thirsty. Eleanor just has a murder hobo in her heart, <laughs> but I don't let it out. No, you don't. I don't. I don't like point of like getting the tattoos and like keeping your vampire instincts at bay where that we don't want to necessarily kill random passers <laughs> I know. But if she keeps walking in the rooms, no, it's fine. Lock <laughs> her in a closet. You could put her in a yeah, yeah, yeah. sleep. So, straight to murder. So Mira's uh, not happy with me. <laughs> okay. I didn't say it out loud. That was my inside voice. So this will lead to further this, this will lead to further skill challenges. So okay. do you do you accept that complication? Yes, right. I think I do. Do you accept that? Sure. All right. So the okay. two of you climbing in through the window, you are trying to be really quiet and you sit down and you think that maybe you made just a little bit more noise than you should have. And you hear steps coming and you have time to quickly find a hiding place. So it calls for another covert. Do we each have to do a covert? No, just one of you. Is it going to be me? Because I'm Probably. rolling so I don't well. think you want Mira to be covert. I could be wrong. No. I mean, my covert's only one, but okay. this is kind of your your entry, so let's Okay. It. So we yeah. climb in, and I see a closet, and we're going to quickly try to get into there. So I got a negative one on the dice. And covert is two? And my covert is two. Okay, so if you would like to invoke an aspect, I'm gonna use another fake. I know. Probably. Okay, thing. so okay, we're gonna fail, and we're gonna see this lady again. Okay, so can, can I? Can I help? Can I? Can I do something to help? Can I roll of my own and help? So what? So this is a pretty in in the moment thing. So, uh -huh. um, Mirror what? Can, like, grab me and like throw us under something so uh mira I, I i'm open to a create advantage from you not a teamwork in this case okay um, but it has to be very appropriate to the circumstance um i mean these are like really super nitty-gritty but how close are we to the door i know we're trying to like shuffle in the closet but like uh, it's I a would, it's a so you found yourselves in a small in a a, a small bedroom. Not it doesn't look like a master room. What if you throw yourself in front of the door? So then she can't open the door. Well, what I was thinking is like jam the lock. Yes. Like if I had some kind of like like you know, something in my bag like a seed or, you know, even just like a putty of some kind of rub that I've got in like my kit that I would be able to like jam up and lock the lock so that not only was it locked when she went to go open the door but even if she had a key it wouldn't work and she would go oh this key's broken and like leave would you like to use your once per session herbalist stunt yes 
Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's what stunts are for, right? So. Pulling shenanigans. Pulling yes. shenanigans. Yes. So, all right. I like the sticky goo. That seems like something you could whip up, like, like in the moment of, like, I don't even know this this crap is sticky. Jam it in the lock and the lock is jammed. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what I just like, did. It's not even like something I have to concoct. It's like an ingredient, like a sap of some kind. Where yeah. I'm just like going to gum up the lock and just kind of go like a quick yeah. like speckle. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to. You don't actually have to roll. Oh, that's right. That, don't roll for stunts. That's that's, right. Yeah, I'm just doing it. That Woo! stunt in particular oh, yeah. is just a once per session. You get a free. It's like an ad hoc stunt. So what we can basically say is that gives you the plus two that you need. However, the lock, the door is now jammed. jammed shut. However, the lady, you right as you do it, you 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 whip out some weird gooey sap stuff that you rub together and you like palm it palm into the uh the keyhole and the the lock and it seeps in and you pull your hand away right before it gets hard and or or too gooey and you feel it kind of and suddenly someone grabs the handle from the other side and like is like trying to open the door but it's it's seems it seems stuck and she's like you hear some like what the but uh, and cursing starts coming from the other side, and she she's it seems to her like it's locked from the other side. So she's going to you hear her head away. You have not been caught, but you are now stuck in a room. There's no way out of this room. The door is locked. Well, because of the sticking you just did. Were there? But other, you have not been found. Were there other windows? There was one other window. Okay, let's go out this window and the. Go into the other window. <laughs> well, we can't get out. We've we've puttied the door. You have puttied Try the door. Try your hand at the next room. Yep, next room. All right. Give me another covert roll. Oh no! Oh, freaking covert. Difficulty two. Wait. So, what is this roll to do? This is for you to sneak quietly into and sneakily out from this window onto the carpet over to the other window pick that window and get into the other win- the other room but aren't we kind of like behind sort of like like can anyone really see us um there are always there are always viewers okay. and also you're entering a room and trying to enter a room without people okay. hearing it okay come on involves unlocking a window There that is a success at a cost. No, no, no. Success with style. It's a four. I got two on no, the no. dice. Difficulty that I have to... was two. I know. That's a success, not a success no, with style. No, no, no. I have two on the dice, and yes. my cover is two. Yes. So that's a plus four. Yeah. Difficulty was two. You have to beat it by four. That's success a di- that's a success. Oh, you have to beat it by four. No, no, no. Okay. Success with style is beat by three. Oh. oh. You need a five against a difficulty of two. So you oh. succeed. You totally succeed. Oh. You are very sneaky. Take so, the win! Woohoo! Yes, it's just not a successful style. Woo-hoo! So yes, you are now able to sneak into another room on the second floor um, through the window. And again, doing some funny shenanigans out the window, onto the carpet, slide <laughs> your way over into the window. So you uh, shimmy this other, or jimmy this other window open and you sneak in. This room looks more like a... um master bedroom 
and but no one's here and you hear coming and going out in the hallway as the uh as the uh housekeeper lady seems to be trying to like figure out what is going in the lock but you can luckily the acoustics in this house seem to give you a fair bit of easy like it doesn't seem hard to hear if someone is coming or going but she's like busy now she's She's got stuff to do she's distracted yes (laughs) So you, now you're you're assuming you want to find Malfo's um, study or wherever he's his workshop. Yes, that is your kind of your next thing. This part could totally be clever because it's about timing. It's about well, it depends on how you want to do it. You could also just go kicking down doors and go all brutal. That's always an option. But my inclination is to crack the door to the hallway. And like crack the bedroom door so it opens into the hallway and listen or like use our uh, sense observations and like listen for sounds of like tools or incantations Mm -hmm. or clinking of materials and or if there's like crackling of fire, you know, whatever, whatever he's doing, however he's doing his thing, um, listen for sounds that may indicate where the workshop is or looking under the cracks of doors that we may either see like looking for flashes of light or you know signs of another room being occupied for this reason yep that makes sense i think and and taking into account the timing taking into account the like like interpreting the context of other stuff you're seeing in the floor plan feels clever to me yep that sounds good okay go for it again difficulty two my clever is my clever is two. Who is taking action? Oh, I've got clever Who is the three. one poking their head out the door yeah. to look and figure this out? Um, I will do it. Yeah, the, I think the uh, infiltrator needs to lurk in the hall. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, you know what that is? That's a two on the dice, and that's a three. That is a five. That is a success with style. I know where he is. That is a success with style. So, Woo! yes, you uh, you absolutely clock the lady's movements, and are uh, so you get a boost. Oh, sweet. So you have a boost carrying into if we have any other um, skill rolls between now and coming. Oh, and it's, uh, I'm going to say it's excellent timing is your boost. Okay. Nice. That's good. So you are able to like recognize, okay, so she's coming up, she's going down. I have this much time. That thing, that room over there seems like that is probably what I'm going for. And there is a room that is in the like center of the building, but you are also now realizing from what you saw on the outside, there was a skylight that you could see from the backside that you, now that you, now that you've kind of been inside, you realize that that's actually probably in this like central room on the second floor. That room with the skylight is probably his study. And you can see just around the corner that there's going to be a door into that study. Okay. So you're able to get over to the uh, over to the study. It is not locked, um, but uh, because you've been able to see that this house is so easy to hear people coming and going, moving from here to there, and not alerting the uh housekeeper is uh one, we need one last covert role but you can make use of your excellent timing boost okay so one more covert role 
Oh my goodness. So that's a zero on the dice, that's a plus two covert, and then I'm going to use the excellent timing boost to make a, a success. Perfect. There you go. So you slip into the door. You are confident that you didn't make a sound that she would have heard. Um, and you are in a um, you're in a dimly lit room that is uh, mostly lit through the sunlight coming in through the skylight. And out in the center of the room, right underneath this, that skylight, is a workbench. And you see a gentleman in um, very rumpled um, kind of day clothes, wearing a uh, shirt with sleeves kind of rolled up to his elbows, trow uh, um, gray trousers, a uh, you see a jacket kind of tossed carelessly over a, over the back of a chair. He's standing up and he's working on some what well, looks like he's working on a mixture of some kind and he is not paying any attention to you mm. we so, so we kind of walk in i'm assuming and we're not on our carpet at this point guessing not that would be weird <laughs> no the grand entrance we had hoped to make is if he had been in the room through the window that we had entered yeah but I think um, we're just going to walk in kind of as politely and unobtrusively as we would expect the housekeeper was going to. I think we've kind of knocked, interrupt. like, you know, like when you kind of like open a door and you see someone, you kind of like knock on the wall to be like, hello. I think yeah. I want to do like a little knock like that to get his attention. The first time you do it doesn't react. Oh. If you do it a little louder. Do it a little louder. That time he kind of perks up. Um. He doesn't look away from his work, but he definitely is, like, splitting his attention. Yes? What is it? Uh, hello? Hello, excuse me. Now you have his attention, because that is not the voice he expected. <laughs> and he looks over, and uh, so as his head comes over his shoulder, he is very, you can see now, he is just super thin. Um, and he has a um, extremely big uh, black beard. He has uh, dark skin that has gone kind of oddly like grayish, but was once probably a, a uh, rich mahogany. And then his uh, his head is he's going bald, uh, but he's kind of it looks like he it was shaved, but it's probably not been. It's due for a new shave, so he's uh going his uh the top of his head is is clean because he's bald, but then around the sides is kind of coming in kind of patchy. So it's probably someone who shaves his head but hasn't done so in like a week. Um, and his beard is just big, uh, black curly, full beard, um, that is uh not well kempt. And he uh he kind of looks over his shoulder and what the huh who. And he sees two strangers in his uh, study, and he he stops and very calmly sets down the uh, liquids that he's that he's working with, and slowly reaches his hand 
for a wand that you see on the table. Um, I might Who add, are you, and what please, are you doing here? He sees two please. beautiful strangers. <laughs> we don't know what he's into. That may not... Did you just assume his sexuality? Well, I'm just saying, it's not not like two warriors have just showed up. It's true. Like two ladies, two two good-looking ladies have just walked in. Anyway. He seems mostly concerned with the fact that two people he didn't know or expect just strangers walked in. So he's not, like, firing anything at you, but he is reaching. His hand is hovering close to his wand on the table. Who are Please, we are we are so sorry for the for the intrusion. We we mean you absolutely no harm. We we had heard from your um from your housekeeper that you were very um engrossed in your work and, and we we wanted to um pay you a small visit and we, we do we do apologize for the uh interruption. We were just hoping just to have a, a moment of your time and if you would to be so gracious as to grant us uh a, a short conversation, we we would be very much willing to make it worth your while. Alright, give me a bold. Level uh difficulty two, Mira. Alright. That is a three. Ooh. Sweet. Three plus, yeah, I got plus two and I got one on the dice. Okay. His hand is still kind of, he hasn't relaxed his hand over his wand, but he also hasn't, like, picked it up yet. He pauses for a moment, looks at both of you again, kind of sizing you up. Okay. What do you want? We we heard we heard tell that you were an accomplished enchanter in the necromantic arts, and we were we were looking to uh, we were looking for someone with your particular expertise. And if you were able to provide us what we are looking for, we are willing to pay dearly, greatly, not dearly. That sounds morose. You <laughs> see. We have to travel to Perinu. We have to seek an audience with the God King, and we need protection from the undead. And who sent you? Who did you say sent you? Uh, the Embalmers Guild said you may be able to help us. They're actually, we will be leaving with them next week in a caravan to Perinu. feel like you're trying to create an advantage there of a... Uh, of, uh... I am. I'm trying to yeah. like name drop a little yeah. bit. Adding cloud. Yeah. yeah. Like not yeah. just we broke Go into your Give us a clever we... create advantage at level two or difficulty two. Ooh, that's gonna be a five. Whew. Okay, so you do a very good job. So you get you create an advantage of um of embalmers guild reference. Okay. With two invokes on it. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, that's a success with style. Very nicely done. So he is, you have his, you definitely have his attention. He is listening and his hand, he, he seems less trigger happy to grab that wand and do something with it. And who was it that sent you from the Embalmer's Guild? I don't remember. Milko, your name was lent, was referenced to us by Milko. 
a little smile cracks his mouth. Okay. And, uh, what, how did you get it? Where's Jesha? We, we, we made an offering to her at the door and, uh, she, she said that she would be very happy to, uh, get an early start on preparing a chicken dinner for you. Uh, and so as she was to set about in her uh, cooking preparations, she allowed us to come upstairs. Well, that's, that's most, uh, unusual, but uh, whatever. All right. So, uh, he takes another moment, sizes the two of you up and, uh, Rather than make you roll again, let's just take one of those invokes from your reference. Yes, and we'll just absolutely. count that as a... All right, come. Come closer. What uh, What exactly is it that you are tr- looking for for your trip to Paranu? So I really want to be honest with him. I want to just kind of like lay it all out there. Okay. Kind of. I'm at I, yeah, I think we've kind of passed enough thresholds with this guy. We got to give up something. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily tell him about the figs and the oasis, right. but I think we need to tell him exactly what our business is. We need to yeah. speak with the God King and, you know, enter the temple safely, yeah. speak with the God King. And we are searching for information and possibly like pursuing passing through the shadow realm itself. And we need protection to do so. Yeah. We, we need to go to Peronu. We need to speak with the God King. Um, we are preparing to possibly travel within the Shadow Realm. And we've heard that it can be quite dangerous. One in the temple, that there are lots of undead, and we have never really interacted with this type of undead in this context. Um, and the priest at the temple of Anuakma, uh, he had a pendant that gave him protection. And he was telling us that it would probably be a good idea um, if we would like to be safe and uh, leave Perinu or leave with our lives intact, that we should probably have one of these items. And so we are hoping that you could craft something for us. Mmm. Mmm, yes. I think I could do that. It... Mmm, he starts kind of like scribbling on a piece of paper. He starts muttering to himself, you know, protection from negative energy. Mmm. This is, uh... He looks up after a moment of kind of scribbling. Yes, that is something I could definitely do. The question is, is what are you prepared to pay for such a thing? I presume each of you would want your own protection. Yes, that is correct. And um, my friend Mira, she will be taking care of the payment. And I kind of look at Mira with a little okay. So I, I open up the, the the crate, but I like I don't want him to see that I have ten more. <laughs> so I like I open it up like a compact, and I take out one of the figs and I just close the box and I just present him wordlessly with a fig in my palm. 
That is very pretty. What am I looking at? This is a fig of eternal life from the oasis of figs. We've come into possession of one of these figs, and we are hoping that either its innate power or its value will be ample payment for the uh, wards of protection that we request from you, commission from you. He, he's uh, definitely surprised. Interesting. So, how potent is, how potent is one fig exactly? I'm, is one fig actually grant one truly eternal life, or is it an extension, or, or what? What, 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 how does, he, he's definitely, like, you can hear from the tone of his voice that he's, like, engaged, but needs reassurance. Needs to be sold. So, he needs to be sold. I, I, I want to do something bold, and I'm hoping this doesn't backfire, but I'm going to do like a, give him a taste, and he'll see what just like a tiny little sliver of skin will do. And, uh, and uh, I want to see if, if that will be enough to convince him. So I take out the, the dagger. Um, I, I take out the the dagger and um, and I like I like peel off like a tiny little like wedge of of the flesh of the fruit itself and I like offer it to him and I say please try for yourself. He his hand kind of reaches out and it's it's pretty gaunt, but he reaches out and he he almost seems afraid to touch it and then he takes it and brings it very slowly to his mouth and puts it in. And while he's chewing his other, his, the hand that he was, was holding the fig kind of just is like gently touching his cheek and his color just returns a little bit. And he's, he's savoring it. And you hear a very slight, like moan, like a, <laughs> come, mm, whoa. Now imagine, before I give him a chance to yeah. like speak, I just want to like catch him in this moment and say, now imagine what an entire fig could do for you. Okay, give me a bold roll. Ooh. Difficulty two. Uh, that is a one. My bold is two and I got minus one on the dice. Okay. I'd like to use my Embalmer's Guild reference to boost her. Okay. To sort right. of like add credence to our offer. Yes. Yeah. So that brings you to a solid success. Very good. So he's sitting there and he's looking, he's listening and he's looking at back and forth between the two of you. And I could possibly, I could do something like this as a show of good faith for the guild. Yes. In exchange for, he's licking his lips for the, for the fig, yes, that seems fair. He he looks down at his note and he scribbles for a moment and I can make you an amulet that will protect you from negative energy, which is the, I don't know how much, it's the powering force behind the undeath and, and the 
The Palace of Crimson Pillars is saturated in the stuff. I spent three years of my life apprenticing nearby, and I know what it feels like. And he looks at the fig again. I could make you two of those, one for each of you, to protect you from negative energy. But, and he's like scratching his forehead now with those bony fingers. But you mentioned the Shadow Realm, and that's an entirely different, his hands circling his that's an entirely different thing and I, I i haven't done anything with that i can protect you from the power of the pillars but i don't have any expertise with shadow magic do you know anyone who who might not here but i do know a shadow fay wizard in peranu He's been there for a hundred years. I don't actually know how much, if he could do such a thing, but the Shadowfey are all notoriously competent manipulating the power of Shadow. And if he can't, then I don't know anyone who could. But he's a place to start. Thank you. Any- any leads you'd be able to offer would be greatly appreciated. When do you believe that these wards will be ready? Oh, they take a few days. They take a few days each. When are you leaving on your caravan? Tuesday. Come back Monday. I can have them ready by then. You'll you shall, see us then? You shall bring the fig on the Monday. Deal. And he, 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 he takes another piece of paper and scribbles down like a what looks like a very rudimentary contract of um i uh i agree to exchange two amulets of of protection from negative energy in exchange for one fig of eternal life and he signs and he turns it hands it to you let's make this official i sign it we sign it he he looks at it again he's like could I just smell it one more time before you leave? And I like pass it like with the open, like the the sliced flesh yeah, yeah. open. But I like I have like a very firm like you know baseball grip on this thing. Like there's no like fully secure, but like I offer it with he, a flourish. He he just he he takes it in. And his eyes just sparkle a little bit. And Monday, if I get done sooner, how can I let you know? You may find us at the... Ooh, now I'm thinking, we just showed our whole hand. Do we want him to know where we are, or do we want to come to him? If you want any chance of it being early, then you'd be... If you're just good with Monday, then you can say, we'll just come back on Monday. Yeah. You can call after us at the inn. Where we are staying. And I give him the name yeah. and location. I'm curious. If you just sliced a little tiny bit out of that fig, could you, like, as you're holding it, would it sort of, like, kind of heal itself? Just kind of, like, smooth over? Oh, now we're getting into, like, really meta fig economy. Like, can I ah. grow <laughs> if it's, like, only a tiny amount? Can yeah. I, like, is that just a percentage enough that I could heal it back? Um, I want to say that it's almost like, it's almost like an air scab where like it's not going to go rotten. Like just because I broke the seal doesn't mean it's going to like 
yeah. wither faster. It's like it's gonna just like get a nice little film over it that it will heal. That's what I was thinking. It, is it? It won't recover, but it's it won't not... regrow. But it's not going to like accelerate the ripening yeah. or something. I'm I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. be like browning a banana. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of you are able to. We'll just, we'll just, I don't want to deal with you trying to sneak away from the housemate that you've now figured out her name is Jesha. Um, I don't really want to deal with that again. So you get out of the house and uh, make it back out through the room because you had excellent timing and uh, are able to get back out. And he just doesn't care. He's just not, he, he's very excited about things and accepted your story. So you're able to get out of the house. And it is now getting, uh, by the time you get back to the hotel, it's getting into evening. So, um, uh, Mira, you are able to go out and have a lovely second date picnic, exactly just like you, uh, suggested with Tomlin. And, uh, so give us the, you know, couple minute version of what do you, what do you want to happen out of that, that evening of a picnic by the river? I, I wanted to be, I mean, you know, the first date is more like, tell me about you and then I'll tell you about myself. And, you know, kind of now we can like revisit the kind of topics that we talked about and sure. maybe talk about kind of like some more philosophical ideas and notions about magic and like our place in magic and like where magic kind of fits into the world and kind of how we act as kind of facilitators mm -hmm. of this, you know, sort of greater understanding of magic itself. Um and, you know, how we wield it to what end, you know, for benefit of whom and all that. So it becomes very kind of heady. And then we just like start having fun with like, you know, well, I could do this. And, you know, when I do this, it makes me feel this way. And then so it becomes kind of this like, like, like a, a flirty version of a wizard's duel. Where it's like, <laughs> he starts like messing with the river and like he can kind of like, he like reaches his hands out and like makes like a horse out of water, like dance across the, you know, like across the middle of the, across the bank or, um, you know, I like reach my hands into the grass and I like, you know, have like a circle of flowers mm. and, you know, emerge around us and it just kind of keeps escalating. Is and, there uh, a, is there a question about him that you would like to ask me that I can answer for you? I am curious if there is any way, because um, water gives life and heals, and I'm curious because I trust him and I wouldn't really trust anybody else. Um, I pull out the pieces of the staff. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he has a way or is inspired in any way to help me put it back together in any kind of functional way or to repair it. Ooh. If his sort of like, if his nature magic and my mad nature magic can sort of collaborate in a way that could heal the staff so that it could return to function in some capacity. Like, it won't be the yeah. same. I know, like, you know, a bone that doesn't heal properly. Like, it's not going to be, like, you know, fully set in exactly the way it was. It'll be different. But mm -hmm. to fu restore function at all, I'm wondering if that's in his sort of magical realm. 
So go ahead and give me a clever roll because this is about the two of you kind of picking i picking through ideas and and uh working through the uh all of the kind of metaphysical implications yeah. of stuff. Oh <laughs> where was this when we were breaking into someone's house? There's <laughs> a four. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Plus two on the dice and I'm a two clever. Perfect. So that is okay, so that's a solid success. So the you are the two of you are able to come up with a theory that if you could kind of if you could bind the pieces of wood together whether through a wrap or whether through kind of uh, adding more pieces of wood or you know some sort of some sort of scabbing together but to you know some way to bind all the pieces together the way they were originally set kind of like setting a bone that if you could um that the that you probably could create an enchanted tub of he of of and really kind of harness the innate healing properties within water and the sort of the the way water makes um vegetation sprout and it seems like there's something you could do, but it would require daily treatments. Um, oh. and, it, and it's hard to say exactly how long it would take, but it seems like the two of you have a, have like figure out some equations and some like, um, some, you know, as, as, as he starts introducing you to sort of his, the way he works with water, you start understanding just a little more about the, you start getting a little sense of the water spirits in the river because mm. you usually deal with a lot of kind of the, the animistic um, kind of like, or sorry, like animism, the spirits that are inherent in each plant or mm. in the earth or the rocks or whatever. And you've not really ever dealt with the spirits of water or fire or air that you you've been kind of focused on the elements of the land. And, or the spirits of the land. And so, but as you, as he, for example, called up the horse and, and like you start understanding the way that the water spirits interact with his creations and you start getting a, a sense of how your side of things might work. So the two of you start coming to an idea that you think you think could work. You just need some time. And it's hard to say even because neither of you have done anything like this. Mm-hmm. You don't know how much time it would take, but you think you have a way that it could work. Okay. But it will take so, time and attention. All right. So I come up with an idea. Yeah. And I, I, the way I want to leave it is that um, I want to have it be like a wrap, almost like a gauze, um, like a burlap. So it's mm -hmm. like a natural kind of fiber. Yeah. I want to wrap splint it basically with like other sticks and burlap. And then if he could help me provide me with some kind of like flask or some reservoir of enchanted water, yeah. that I could then like soak it every day and just like, almost like watering it like a plant, but like yeah. making sure that it's burlap wraps were moist at all times. And it would just take time to, yeah, so you would need like a, you would probably need like a you feel like as you're discussing you need like a tub and you would need to like treat the water 
every every day and you're you're kind of yeah. getting a sense of of the of like herbs that you could add to it to help bring it mm -hmm. and he thinks he could do some manipulations and the two of you think you have an idea that might work okay yeah so i want to say that this like you know inspires us to like now we have like a mutual project and it's like oh i'll see you tomorrow for like we will get together with like the supplies or something okay we, like, drop something off at my place or whatever and um and so um i kiss him at the door <gasps> do you and i i i thank him for being so inspiring what does tomlin do oh well so we're going to put a pin in that for a minute because while she is out eleanor realizes she has no food in the place oh no and needs to uh needs to uh go out for some uh for you know if she wants to eat at all tonight yes she definitely wants to eat yes um and while you are out your uh what are you what are you in the mood for what kind of food does eleanor go for well i had a tagine the night before so tonight i'm feeling something a little bit lighter a little lighter fare maybe like a nice salad with perhaps some i don't know yeah chicken is obviously a thing so yeah. maybe yeah. like you know some, <laughs> some chicken awesome all right so you're 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 sitting at a cafe enjoying some of the local fare um and enjoy and as you're just sitting here this is one of the few times since all of this has began that you've been able to just enjoy some like quiet relaxed time amongst a crowd of people where you weren't like on a mission yeah it's like the first and so it's just really pleasant and you are highly aware of the sense of everyone and of everyone around you and as you're realizing kind of what you're what you're smelling you think you're actually recognizing that the scents are not the sense of their body but the scent of their blood mm. and it's a little weird and you you realize that your your tattoos are just like glowing ever so slightly and you're able to kind of take some breaths and like get it under control but like and and as it does and as your as your tattoos glow a bit more and your uh you, you, the the sense of smell kind of goes away oh interesting okay. and they help you kind of moderate okay but it was there there were definitely reached a moment where like if you hadn't had the tattoos sitting amongst a crowd of folks where you can just smell all of these things like it would have had an effect on you mm. but the tattoos definitely helped you rein everything in but at that moment you see actually across the street so there's a busy there's a busy uh, avenue in between you and on the other side of the street you see two people that you really didn't expect to see here you see a very large were tiger <gasps> striding through the street and you see a thinner 
but also tall, where Tiger walking right behind him. The two of them are walking down the street, and they seem to be on, you know, business. They don't see you at all. But Daruka and Nikumba are here in Nuria. Wow, they got here fast. Remember, Nikumba can fly too. Oh, Nikumba is an is no. not a trivial wizard of his own. How did Daruka get here? He's a big tiger. You don't know what what all Nikumba can do. Okay. Oh no! And they work for the undead queen, and we're on our way to the undead temple. That's not oh, great. No. But uh, I will uh, I I will offer you both a fate point of based on a compel of our our campaign. <laughs> aspect of pursued yeah the were tigers are on your tail so you each can have a fate point Woo! we are not refreshing before next c session mm-hmm. okay so i've got four i'm sitting good i'd really rather them not know yeah where, i'd rather them be on our trail and not have us zeroed in yeah so we will not refresh for next session but this uh we'll we'll go ahead and wrap with uh as the two, as Mira and Tomlin have their little kiss at the door, um, Eleanor, when you see Nikumba and Daruka across the way, they don't see you. What do you do? And I know they haven't seen me. They very clear. They seem occupied. They seem otherwise occupied. Well, I just sit. I just sit and watch. Okay. Do you do anything to disguise, to make yourself not you? Glamour. Glamour. (laughs) Disguise. Disguise. Yes. Yes. I quickly and covertly disguise. I just make myself look different. Go for it. Okay. So glamour. This is a very simple, this is a very low stakes because it comes very naturally for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's easy peasy. Yeah. You're good. So yeah. Without even like, Think almost without thinking about it, your 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 appearance just subtly shifts. Anyone watching would would have like had to be really paying attention to you to even notice the change. But you just don't look like you anymore. But you're not like a world difference. But no one would pick you out of a lineup. So you just watch. And as they are, um, they are going down the street, and they seem to be. They pop into one building. Uh, they they look like they're going from in to in, and there's only so many ins. Oh no. You are actually a little ways away from your inn. Okay. But they're in the inner district where you are, and they are casing inns. Okay. Oh, no. So what would you like to do? I am gonna just I'm I'm gonna quickly like mm-hmm. shove some food in my face. I'm gonna mm-hmm. leave some money and mm-hmm. I am gonna go. Okay, so uh, Mira and Tomlin are having their a little kiss oh. at the door, <laughs> and Eleanor comes walking right up with some urgency. And you see the two of them having their first kiss oh, at the door no, of the inn. I'm gonna totally ruin it. Yep. Okay, so I see them having this moment, and it's. I pause for just a minute, just so they can like finish the moment. But that's about all they get is the moment. Mm. Uh, Mira. <laughs> Oh, um, El- Eleanor, um, do you remember Tomlin? Um, 
You're home. He, he looks. Br- he he he's very um flushed. Uh yes. Hello, Tomlin. Love lovely to see you again. I am very very sorry to cut this. Uh, looks like a very nice evening short, but Mira, I really 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 need to talk to you about mm, Nakumba and Daruka. Um, Tomlin is so confused. And then be so here. Like, I, I, the I, re- I, I know Eleanor well enough yeah. that like, I read it all over her face and obviously those names mean nothing to him, but mm-hmm. like I see it's not just like, let's talk about those dudes. It's there's some urgency. I see it. I read it. And uh, my heart sinks because I just got whiplash. I was feeling so great. And now like the stakes are so dire. And so now I'm thinking... Tomlin, this has been a a just absolute amazing, enchanting evening, and I am I'm sorry to cut this short, but I I hope I will still see you tomorrow. I, I hope must so bid you too. Good night. If, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. But I hope you two have a good good evening. Actually, Tomlin. Yes. How many rooms do you have at your home? Uh, I mean. My, my son's, my my son's has his room, but he's he's living at his uh at his master's Tomlin, place now. Would you be so kind? I know you don't know me at all, but apparently you know Mira very well. Um, <laughs> could we come and stay with you? You you see, we have um, we have two very competent, very scary were tigers. Who are on our tail? His face. What? And are are they? Are they indeed, Eleanor? They are just a couple of streets down that way, and they are going from inn to inn. And I know they are—they're not looking for somewhere to stay. And we need to leave right now. Oh, oh! This is very bad. This is very bad news. Um. Tomlin looks way out of his depth. But if we could stay with you, I'm sure they wouldn't find us. Uh, um, I, yeah, he looks at Mira and, of course. Yes, grab your things. I'm so sorry to impose and, and you, you have our full assurances that, that we, we will not bring you to any harm. He he takes your hand and says, shh, go grab your things. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just went from like this dude is pretty cool to like oh my god, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that as was... as we are um as we're going, I glamour both. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. still glamoured and I glamour Mira as well. Cool. So as we're walking easy with, peasy. yeah, yeah as, as we're walking with Tomlin back yeah. to his place, I just don't want to take any. Actually, as we're leaving, mm-hmm. do the were tigers come in and they so don't even I, see us? I, I would like you to. So I would like you to make a roll just to make sure that we don't get a wild magic event. Oh no! Order. This is not complicated. Okay, so uh, that's negative two on the dice. Right. <gasps> Your clever is a three. That's a one. 
this is pretty straightforward for you, but that's still like the minimum floor for magic is usually two. And you're talking about magic on multiple people here. So you can absorb, you can internalize it as stress. Yeah, I will internalize it as stress. Okay. So as the glamour falls on, as the glamour falls across the two of you, um, Mira, you see um, Eleanor's veins throughout her, through her facade just go like pulse black for a minute and it like looks like it really hurts but then it all disappears behind the glamour and uh um how many stress do i take two so we are glamoured you are glamoured okay it hurts that is really unpleasant but you are okay okay all right so um you grab your stuff and I assume you're hiding the magic carpet, which means you're holding things because the magic carpet would grab a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah. We're shuffling off in the night. We yeah. are definitely too. He's you do have us. another pair of hands and you don't have that much stuff. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So the, between the three of you, he's able to get you to his house and did Mira see the tigers? You did not see the were tigers as you were walking around. Okay. No. Um, but you, uh, you slip through and, um, and, uh, actually, no, no, that does, that, that's actually much more. So yeah, as you guys are, are leaving, you do see a glimpse of them from a distance and they are headed as they're kind of working street by street. You do see them heading towards the, the direction and you know that they'll probably be to your inn in about 15 more minutes. Woo! So at the rate they're going. So you guys pulled that off just in time and uh, that's a very good idea going to tomlin's house thank you uh, i wasn't going to be so bold as to invite myself over so i'm glad that you crossed that threshold <laughs> and you had the clarity of mind to say like i'm thinking about like what he'll think of me and uh. you know, not to say that like she's a like mira's no prude but like you know to invite me to invite myself over to well, his yeah. place like that's you know that's his space you know especially to stay but i want if I'm so, invite him over he come hmm. to my place but for safety that was quick thinking. Thank you. So he gets you to his house and he gets you set up into his son's room and he makes you each a cup of tea and he very respectfully kind of gives you space. 